Alrighty, back again behind the microphone. Unlike a lot of the podcasts that we listen to, which is still on Christmas break, so a little bit lazy, a little bit lazy. Some of the ones I listen to are still going strong right through. I guess those are the people that don't have any friends or family, but that's okay. We love them nonetheless. Anyway, back again to thrill, entertain, hopefully inform. And today we're going to talk about transphobe of the year. We've got some unjabbed news. We've got some more geoengineering. Gotta love the geoengineering. And a video out of Australia with some woman surprised that men are still earning more in sports. Yes, all of that to come. But first, as always, welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, and conversation. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all those good things. If you could do them, that'd be fabulous. Speaking of fabulous, let's start off with transphobe of the year yes newrepublic.com has announced the award just today actually december 28th transphobe of the year is of course matt walsh so well done matt um they've actually put a really lovely photo of you on their article so that's something glorious beard as always and you're looking quite happy quite uh quite young and full of beans in this photo so that's you know, they could have gone with something awful, so you've got to give them credit there. So they say, the right-wing writer and podcaster has raised his profile by spreading grotesque conspiracy theories about grooming and pedophilia in the LGBTQ community. The article says, uh, from book bans to bomb threats, 2022 has been characterised by a disturbing rise in right-wing violence brought on by the viral moral panic of very online fear mongers that that doesn't read right does it brought on by the viral moral panic of very online fear mongers or anyway and the biggest target of this mayhem has been the transgender community figures like libs of tiktok uh chaya right i'm not sure how to say her name uh tucker carlson ben shapiro and the manhattan institute's chris rufo have joined the conservative politicians in flooding right-wing airwaves with hate speech and misinformation on issues like gender-affirming care and children's sports. But in a year when Transgender Day of Remembrance was marked by a mass shooting in an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, one man stands out from the crowd. Matt Walsh. The Daily Wire columnist and podcast host has made a name for himself by demonising medical professionals and pushing conspiracy theories about grooming and pedophilia. If the club Q shooter is a lone wolf... Attacker, we should consider Walsh the unofficial pack leader. That's just so incredibly gross to write, isn't it? Awful, awful stuff. This is how these types of things happen. You see it. All smear articles are going to do this. They'll, they'll attach a name to something that is awful and grotesque and mash it all together and make him out like almost as if he's responsible. So you get the gist of where all this is going and why he he won the award. But it says down here, uh, Walsh launched his fettered career in the same manner as many of the worst of the right-wing swamp. Conservative talk radio. (laughs) Um, Walsh has since gone on to create Johnny the Walrus, an allegorical children's picture book about a boy who pretends to be a walrus. And I think I'm pretty sure that's actually a non-fiction book. 
Uh, I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's a non-fiction. Um, it reached number one on Amazon's LGBTQ bestsellers list. And what is a woman? A feature-length documentary on gender ideology. So you get the gist. I will just read what they put into this article because I thought it was quite funny. They say, Today Walsh sports a beard and flannels and describes himself as a theocratic fascist on Twitter where he has 1.2 million followers. Oh dear, they've, found, they've finally found the fascists. They all follow Matt Walsh. Uh, he says the title can be interpreted in, in two ways, literally or as a joke. Quote, this is what Matt, Matt Walsh said, I am literally a theocratic fascist. I do indeed believe that my religious beliefs should be forced on people by the government, and not just the government, but a government headed by me as a dictator. <laughs> Walsh said in a 2019 video for the Daily Wire, before refer- referencing his recent Twitter tirade against white condiments, uh, mayo, cream cheese, ricotta, tartar sauce, ranch dressing, and my theocratic fascist dictatorship, all of these condiments will be confiscated, prohibited, and anyone who is caught with contraband like, say, ranch dressing, will face execution and a $50 fine. <laughs> End of the quote. Then they say, are you in on the joke? Like I said, the guy is deeply weird. So there you go. Good stuff. News Republic, well done. New Republic, sorry. And uh, well done, Matt Walsh, transphobe of the year. But as I said, they go into all of these awful things that have happened, shootings and and bombings, although some of the bombings I I have heard, well, bomb threats, I have heard um, people saying that they were uh, left-wing hoaxes, so who knows, they haven't actually looked into any of that. But the article was basically smearing Matt Walsh. And look, to be fair, if you read this article and that's all you knew about Matt Walsh, you would think this guy was a monster. An absolute monster. You go listen to the guy, it's completely different from what's been here. So you you just get quotes out of context. This is what happens in all of these types of smear articles anyway. But um, yeah, anyway, transphobe of the year, Matt Walsh. Anyway, moving on, we've got some news to do with um, us, the unjabbed, I'm sure most of us are. But it says, so out of Canada... This is canadabuyers.canada.ca, so it's a government website. I assuming, I'm assuming this is an opportunity. It says tender notice, so they're clearly looking for a company or an individual to carry out particular jobs or to apply to do these jobs. This one is Vaccination Confidence in Canada, Online Conversation and Audience Analysis. Now, it's open for the next 12 days. And the description here is, in preparation for increased vaccination education, promotion and outreach, the Public Health Agency of Canada, or the PHAC, otherwise known as FAC, because that's how I'm reading it, PHAC, the Public Health Agency of Canada, FAC. I'm sure most Canadians are probably thinking that they could FAC off. (laughs) Come on, that's good stuff, you know, it's that's... That's good quality humour. Uh, so the so so FAC, I'm just going to call them FAC, is requiring the services of a consultant to analyse the vaccine-related conversations on social media and FAC social media initiative and campaign performance. The consultant will analyse vaccine-related conversations and their participants on Twitter and social media channels, including Reddit, blogs, forums and news, spanning up to three years of historical data, 
the consultant will analyze facts social media initiative. So basically, did the Public Health Agency of Canada do a good job? Did we did we brainwash enough of the masses? Can we do it better? How can we do it better? And what were the conversations going on uh, against this? We knew this was look. We knew this was coming, and it was already happening, and was happening at in live time. That's why so many people were banned or shadow banned. But um, this is now up for tender on the uh, Canadian government's website. And I guess they're uh, going to get their, their propaganda, their psyops, you know, going to get a, a good review of how it went, what went wrong, and how they can do it better next time. But I'm sure that'll be a lot, a lot of data. So if you talk to any Canadians over the last three years, well done. I'm sure you're going to be caught up in all of this as well. And of course, as, as I've mentioned on the show, the New Zealand government, the Ardern-led government had access and has access to Facebook's uh, censorship tools. And one of the things that they really disliked was comedy and parody, particularly parody, mocking the leaders and getting information out there in the guise of a joke. Um, we know that now. And we know people like Chantal Baker, etc., were um, have been targeted with their accounts being banned and whatnot. So, yeah, all good stuff. There just seems to be a bit of a, a breather of all of this at the moment, especially with what's going on on Twitter, more open and free over there at the moment. But expect our, uh, our, our leaders, the powers that be, to really be learning their lessons of what happened over the last uh, couple of years and not in a good way. I don't think they're going to be learning lessons, positive lessons, and going, oh, we made some awful mistakes here. No, it's just uh, how can we clamp down harder, really, is what, what it's going to be. Not enough people. We, it was fairly successful. Quite a lot of the herd went along with all of this, but not enough. And there was too much leakage, for lack of a better word, of information that got out there. That's where I see this going anyway. Now, while we're on the... Voldemort virus. This just popped up on Twitter today. It's uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf regarding the Pfizer documents, those ones that we're not supposed to see the light of day. So I'll just play the video of something she's just updated us all on. Here we go. For example, Pfizer warns the men engaging in study, vaccinated men, not to have intercourse with childbearing age women, and if they do, to use two reliable methods of contraception. And they define exposure to the vaccine as uh, sexual intercourse, as well as uh, breathing and skin contact, but sexual intercourse, especially at the moment of conception. So they knew that there was risk to fetuses and to babies and to embryos, you know, through this methodology, through this intervention. They knew it. And there are also really creepy focuses in the Pfizer documents on, um, you know, on reproduction, on mammalian reproduction, for example, they uh, they sacrificed male and female vaccinated rats and studied their reproductive tissue. You know, so this is like not an, oh my God, we had no idea. This is like, it's almost as if this injection was designed to do that. And, and now let me tell you other things that emerged from our studies. Um, lipid nanoparticles are designed to go through every membrane in the human body. And pregnant women were told over and over by the paid spokespeople, your baby can't, be affected by the uh, mRNA injection, it doesn't cross the placenta. Well, 
people known for 10 years that live in nanoparticles will cross every membrane, including the placenta and cross the blood brain barrier. You know, this is why we're seeing damage to the testes of little boys and baby boys in utero. So there you go. She says it's almost as if this injection was designed to affect the reproduction or the reproductive organs of people and in here, particularly men. You know, it actually, I mean, this is just me making an early run for transphobe of 2023. Uh, it, <laughs> it relates to transgenderism and almost this whole Malthusian cult that George Gammon calls it the Malthusian cult. Too many people, not enough resources, we have to do something about it. That that we see around the world and the people that are in charge or trying to push the world in certain directions. But the tra- transgender stuff has really really ramped up over the last what six or seven years i mean was the gender thing i don't remember anybody at school high school anything like that uh 20 years ago that it wasn't a thing no one was talking about transgender or non-binary system these words weren't a thing definitely not in the in the public lexicon and i mean it just with combine this with so the transgender stuff currently and rapid onset gender dysphoria and all that kind of thing and these books targeted at children these drag shows targeted at kids who's funding all of this and these um, parades bringing the children along and it's it's as it's as if we are pushing a, a kind of androgynous society where there there is no male or female it's all just this blend of well androgyny as I said and I'm not saying that these jabs are that, are designed to do that. You can certainly speculate if they're affecting people's ability to, to procreate, to have children, then you can understand why people are questioning whether this is intentional or not. Considering everything that's gone on, considering this sort of Malthusian belief that has, well, I want to say impregnated the world, <laughs> but it seems it seems like a, a, an apt metaphor anyway but you know there's certainly a push for all this there's certainly a push not to have more children and you can see that in the contraceptions that we have and the pill and all these other weird surgeries and stuff that we do have um and and abortion clinics and all that kind of thing and now the push to end meat and well get tax tax meat tax cows tax sheep eat bugs push the climate crisis on people get them all scared well if you actually you're irresponsible if you have too many kids anyway and of course if you want to grow the population if you're paired off and and married you need to have more than two kids to grow the population i don't know a lot of people that are having more than two kids so look i find this all extremely disturbing and uh well i'm on the the jordan peterson side here where it's go out and have kids go go out and have children they're a blessing. And of course, even people like Elon Musk have said the same thing, that we don't actually have an over, overpopulation problem, we have an underpopulation problem. However, I, as I've said previously, I believe that his solution to the underpopulation problem is AI involved as robotics, things like that. I don't think Elon is actually pushing a traditional family model. But you're just, um, just finishing off this uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf video. The... I mean, this is what was warned about before all of this. And in fact, if you watch um, 
if you watch movies that I've mentioned previously, like The Real Anthony Fauci or The Act 1984, you can find that on Rumble. I mean, people, doctors, epidemiologists, not clowns, like really trained professionals here, just the ones that the, the main narrative doesn't want you to know about, have warned about this for a long time. And they warned about jab-induced autoimmune deficiencies, things like that. Now, what's concerning is we know that the idea for um, basically viral jabs has been around for a long time. We don't know where they are with that, though, do we? We don't know if things like shedding uh, have been intentionally placed into these types of products or not, or if it's just a random accident that shedding's a thing or if, if in fact, medicines can jump from person to person now like a virus would. So I'm not saying any of this to, to scare people, but it's deeply disturbing that these Pfizer documents are just slowly being leaked out by people like Naomi Wolf and the group that she's with. And that's just something to to keep an eye on. But it really, I mean, th- I, I personally think it drives home the the need for, for marriage and this whole hedonist culture. It's not good anyway, but here's just another thing to tack onto it. You really want to be sleeping around with the risk of all this going on. Anyway, moving on to one of my favourite topics, one of my favourite, air quotes, conspiracies, uh, geoengineering. Geoengineering. So this was just announced the other day, and it's actually, it made New Zealand news as, as, as well. This is actually world news. Uh, geoengineering, climate startup Make Sunsets, so that's the name, they're called Make Sunsets, releases particles into atmosphere, horrifying scientists. A US startup has launched weather balloons. So this is on, uh, this particular one's on News Hub, uh, uh, New Zealand website. A US startup has launched weather balloons containing sulfur dioxide particles into the stratosphere in a bid to prevent catastrophic global warming. But scientists are not happy. Make Sunsets, which is backed by two venture capital funds, is embarking on geoengineering, a highly fraught way of manipulating the climate by reflecting more sunlight back into space. Oh, oh dear. So it's just it's this the first one, is it? Just the, the startups come out and done it, and now everyone's horrified suddenly. Or are they just planting the seed that this is happening? Been happening for a long time. And when you do dig into it, it will shock you if you haven't actually been paying attention to it. It shocked me. And then you start watching the skies in your local area and you realise something is actually going on. So the venture, it's backed by two venture capital funds. And it does remind me of, again, the video that I got, well, heavily, heavily shadow banned and, and punished for on Instagram when I talked about Bill Gates wanting to do this as well. And that was a couple of years, three years ago now. Now it says Luke Eisman, co-founder and chief executive of Make Sunsets, told MIT Tech Review the first two balloon launches took place in April in the Mexican state of uh, Baja, California. Is that how you pronounce it? Baja? Never known how to actually say that. Baja or Baja? Uh, He said the startup is partly about science and partly about provocation, and he's hoping to drive public debate about the technology and push for radical changes. It's morally wrong, in my opinion, for us not to be doing this. Well, it's morally wrong, in my opinion, for people to be spraying crap all over us without telling us or considering the the dangers to our health. And not only that, to manipulate the weather that causes problems for everybody, every area of life. 
including the people that grow our food. It says, while spraying sulphur into the stratosphere in theory will deflect sunlight and therefore cool the planet, it could also have horrific consequences by disrupting the ozone layer, potentially leading to acid rain and causing respiratory disease. That's interesting because I do know a few people that say that whenever the, the, the skies are, are grey after a good spray, that they um, have allergic reactions to, to all of this. So, hmm. A study by University of Cape Town team in or West Africa found geoengineering would likely lead to less rain in a region already suffering from large-scale desertification. Uh, they also think that malaria would increase in some parts of Asia while decreasing in others. This is, I mean, this is exactly what people have warned about for a long time, all of this sort of thing, your unintended consequences of what you deem to be the problem, but you're going to cause massive problems elsewhere. So in certain evidences here, so in certain areas here it gets better and here it gets worse. So who gets to decide that? And what countries have this technology? I would say most of them, especially once you learn about what uh, the, it was, it was Thailand, wasn't it? The King's, uh, King's Weather Program over there. Been going on for about 40, 50 years as well. I believe it was Thailand. But several researchers have condemned uh, Make Sunsets, saying its efforts are wildly premature. The current state of science is not good enough to either reject or to accept, let alone implement. The director of the Carnegie Climate Governments Initiative said, to go ahead with implementation at this stage is a very bad idea. A scholar in residence at American University uh, Talati said the startup's actions could set back the scientific field, reduce funding and accelerate calls to restrict studies. She said it's also hypocritical for Make Sunsets to say its actions are in the name of humanity without meaningfully engaging with the public and those, could be, and those who could be affected by their actions. They are violating the rights of communities to dictate, to dictate their own future, she told MIT Technology Review. Now, People like her are either woefully ignorant, and look, fair enough, if they are, a lot of people don't know about this, and maybe it will uh, spur some people on to, to look into it a bit more, people like her. But, again, a long time, this started a hundred or so years ago, and really ramped up during the Vietnam War, and the US military was too successful, as they say in their own documents, if you want to look that up, Operation Popeye, that's the thing that really made me aware of what was going on. And um, it's just interesting because now, so we're getting these articles in mainstream, and again, seeding the idea, yeah, cloud seeding, seeding. And they don't actually need clouds to change the weather either. The cloud seeding is a slightly different thing. Anyway, I, I digress. The mainstream media putting this in is, is seeding the idea to the general public. But it's also gaslighting, because they've said for a long time this doesn't exist. In New Zealand, the New Zealand media have done little stories on it here and there. But they've always denied it. Deny, 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 and now suddenly, oh look, a startup is doing it. Oh, how can, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Well look, I say just start paying attention more to the sky. And what's actually going on with the weather. Because in my mind, well, it is climate change. It's man-made climate change, just not how you've been led to believe it is. Cattle and sheep and all these other animals, flatulence and, and your car, you specifically, all of that kind of thing. You have to give meat up and your car up and all of this stuff. You need to really pull back on your own lifestyle. Never mind the geoengineering going on and who knows 
what is being sprayed in the atmosphere all the time. Really disturbing stuff, but just very interesting to see it in the media as a startup. Oh, look at the startup. Hmm. All, all feels a bit convenient. But of course, in this article on NewsHub, they have inserted a related video, and that video is a climate scientist warning of catastrophic consequences if countries don't get on top of their emissions. And in the video, he says that we all need to get on board and get down the emissions down to zero. Absolute insanity. So it's it's kind of pushing the um, that narrative, though, of yeah, there is some uh, geoengineering going on, but look, it's uh, it could be a panacea for all this climate crisis. We could really solve the problem. On top of you not eating meat in cars and driving cars, of course, but uh, you know. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see where this whole geoengineering story goes in the mainstream media. Anyway, ending for today, I'm going to finish with this video i'm not sure when it was i think it was just earlier in in the year but it's from an australian show and they are talking about sports 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 and these women well they they cannot believe that men earn more so much more than women in sports let's have a listen to the final the girls will get five and a half thousand dollars each the blokes will get sixty nine thousand dollars each each can you believe it? That's, this doesn't fit the audience in the background too. Hilarious. Anyway, continuing. Can anyone justify this item? They can't. No. I mean, the gender... I beg your pardon. I can justify How? it. How? Why? What? <laughs> I beg your pardon. How dare you? How dare you? I'll tell you what. Stars don't get paid more money... Because, uh, I mean, yeah, sport, sport doesn't become interesting because the stars are paid more money. Stars get paid more money because the sport is interesting. Let me ask you this. How many of you guys on the panel know who our Australian Matildas are playing in the quarterfinals? Don't. No, because you don't care about it. Now, if you cared about I it... I do if they win. No, no, they but beat that's the thing. They beat do you know what? All of you can go and watch W League uh, games in the women's competition here, but you don't. Now, when you start to go and watch these women play the wonderful football they do, then they'll earn more money. But it's, I don't go to watch the men play football either. Yeah, I know, but a lot of people do, I tell you. The Men's World Cup is one of the biggest money spinners on the planet. Women's football, even though at grassroots level it's working really, really well, it's got a long way to go. The other thing, let me ask you this about sports equality. The top ten fastest men of all time in terms of sprinters are all black, of African or, uh, origin. Are you telling me that the white guy should say, hold on, we should be paid just as much as the black guys for sprinting? No. Take it to the fine. There you go, that's where that clip ends. Uh, but this just been the whole argument all along. I don't know if these women are willfully ignorant or just playing a part there. They're, they're willfully ignorant and, and brainwashed to a point about this, well, it's a feminist, the feminist push into into the sporting world, um, or they're just playing a role. I, I believe some of them actually are quite shocked to probably hear that guy's point of view, while others are just annoyed that he brought it up. But it is the case. If you want women's sport to to succeed and want these women to earn more money, you go and watch them. And if you're a feminist not watching sport, but you believe this, you, you should be spending your money on watching these women play. That's great. You should do that. That'd be fantastic. What he didn't mention here, though, 
and what was not mentioned in this clip is look, we know people are men predominantly are the ones watching sports and supporting things like the NFL, NBA, uh, Football World Cup, that kind of thing. That's why there's huge, huge amounts of money in all of these sports. And to say that women deserve the same pay when uh, a 15 year old high school boys team beat one of the top female um, soccer teams. A 15-year-old team of boys beat them quite easily. I think it was 3 or 4 nil or something like that. And there's even a story about this. Um, he was like a, a tennis player, ranked something about three or 400th in the world. Can't remember exactly his ranking. But he was smoking and, <laughs> and had played a round of golf beforehand and then went along and played Serena and Venus Williams and beat them like 6-1, 6-love, something like that. Played them both back-to-back. And even uh, Serena Williams has come out and said... You know, she wouldn't be able to compete with the men at all. So it's just this weird argument that's been going on for years. And you can almost say it's a, a big distraction. But it does, look, it affects society and affects culture. And now we're seeing the, the whole trans athletes in sport and men thinking that they're women going to compete in the girls' leagues. Madness. However, what this guy didn't mention in there and what I've seen happening in New Zealand is the... It's basically how to lower statistics is what's going on. So there's been a big push in this country to have female sports on the front of the sports pages and newspapers and, and the news websites and all that kind of thing. And what they've tried to do is have the often, in say a soccer event or a rugby or whatever, they'll have the females on at the same day. And it might be cricket as well. They'll have the females play before the men. But I'm not sure that was working out for them too well. But what they would do is then you can just mess up the, st- the statistics. Look how many people came through the gate and watched the the woman play. And look, that's all well and good. But it's the pushing of equal pay when you're not earning the same money. That's the problem. Now what I've noticed is they're actually pushing, like they're trying something new with the women's soccer here, is they're putting the females on after the men. So the men are now the warm-up game, which is interesting because especially if the men win, maybe the crowd's had a few drinks, they're happy, they want to continue the party, they might stick around and, uh, and watch the women play as well. And look, I have no problems with all of this. It's the forcing of equal pay and the lying with statistics that comes into it that I have a real problem with. And it's that thing again where we're pushing women to be like men and take on all the roles of, of men in society and that includes infiltrating sport as we see in the sports board quotas in New Zealand where 40% or more has to be a female on boards even if it's predominantly a male sport so look it's all madness but I did find that video funny especially the the woman's reactions how to this man how to you how to he's almost mansplaining there and the the gasps of the crowd (laughs) always entertaining anyway gonna leave it there for today bit of a long one probably a little bit of a messy one getting back into the swing of things but uh, i'll be back again shortly with another brilliant hilarious informative episode of the arriving somewhere with matt J podcast commentary comedy and conversation talk to you again soon